So hey guys, I've been lurking this sub for like two years, and thanks to the wonders of online dating, I finally have quite the story to share with you. I use Tinder pretty frequently, and it's usually cool. Just meeting people, chilling, smoking with most of them. So I matched with this dude named Charlie, and he seems cool. He's really cute, and he plays music, which is really appealing to me as I also sing and play piano. We talk for a little while, and I agree to meet him at his house. Mistake number one, why did I think it was a good idea to meet a stranger in their home? I don't drive, so I take an Uber over, and it's a pretty decent way away, so it's kinda pricey. When he buzzes me into the apartment complex, I got this really creepy vibe, but I shook it off as nerves. I go up to the third floor, and he's standing at the door. Things are cool. We're just chilling. We smoked a couple of bowls, and we're watching a movie. So he makes a move on me, and I go with it. We end up on the bed, and we're obviously engaging in adult activities. When out of nowhere, he wraps his hands around my neck. Hard. Now, that's all fine and good with me. I mean, I can dig that in the right setting, but alone in a stranger's house when he didn't even check to see if it was cool is not one of those settings so i literally can't breathe and i'm fairly certain i'm turning blue at this point and he is just relentless not only is he asphyxiating me he's now yelling in my face are you scared with this wild look in his eyes and i'm like fuck yes i'm scared you're trying to kill me right now I started to struggle, and he was gripping even harder. I'm not even kidding you guys, I seriously thought I was going to die. By some miracle, I wriggle out of his grasp and start screaming. He's yelling at me to calm down, and I'm frantically trying to put on my clothes. He grabs my wrist as I'm trying to leave, and I use all of my strength to pull away and slam the door. As it was closing, the charming fella bid me adieu with the words, Fucking cunt! I get home, and I look in the mirror, and I have hella bruises on my neck. I try to cover it up with makeup to no avail. I straight up look like I was almost strangled to death. Then he texts me saying, I think you need more than one dick. And I'm like, oh really? You wanna bring a friend and kill me together? How lovely! Anyways, I blocked him and reported him on Tinder. I wish I could have done more, because I seriously think he would have killed me. I've been debating going to the police, but the bruises are gone and it's a he said she said thing. But I'm really starting to wonder if I should, because the next girl might not be so lucky. So this happened about two summers ago. I decided to go on Tinder because my job required anywhere from 70 to 100 hours a week. So I barely had time to sleep, let alone meet someone. I see this one guy, who was a very attractive 42 year old. Yeah, I know. We happened to match, and we chat a bit, and eventually exchange numbers. We text back and forth a bit, and he ends up calling me and and the phone call was pretty normal. No red flags that I'm aware of. We set up a date for the upcoming week. So when that week arrived, I'm walking to a small park in the city to meet him. 
This may be awful to say, but I cannot stand a man who bathes in cologne. I could smell the guy from 10 feet away. He walks up to me, and immediately, I feel something is off. I thought, hey, maybe I'm just being silly. And this is where the fun begins. We go to this restaurant, and we're eating and drinking. He starts receiving phone call after motherfucking phone call. Within the hour we spent at this restaurant, he took about six to seven phone calls, all speaking in Hebrew. So my Spanish ass didn't understand a single word he was saying. I'm fuming at this point, and when he hangs up his call, I tell him that he should take his phone calls and I would rather go home. He tells me he is sorry that it's his birthday, so his family is calling him to wish him a happy birthday. I find it odd that he wanted to go on a date with some girl he met online rather than hang out with his friends. Maybe I'm thinking too much. At this point, this man is a few shots in. He starts grabbing me aggressively and I tell him to back up a little. We just met and I don't want him touching me that way in public. He stops. At this point, I should have left. I don't know why the hell I didn't. Check's taken care of by him, and he asks me to go get drinks with him. I assume this meant walking to get drinks, because as I said, homeboy is a few shots in, and I think he's a little tipsy at this point. But he says he wants to drive to a different bar, and I refuse to get in the car if he was planning on driving in his current state. He asks me to walk to his car, because he needs to sit down before we go to whatever bar we were going to. I'm not too alarmed by this because it was a very well lit populated area of the city. We get into his car and he asks me if I wanted a drink. I have this puzzled look on my face and he starts laughing, gets out of the car and opens the trunk. This guy comes back with two sippy cups and a bottle of whiskey. I look at him and I ask him first, why do you have those cups? At the same time I turn around and see a car seat in the back. This idiot has a son. He's using his son's sippy cups to pour whiskey in them. He offers me a drink and I deny it because, well, I'm not drinking fucking whiskey. A, in your car. B, out of your son's sippy cups. And B, a bottle that has already been opened. He starts getting agitated, and he gets back in the car and closes the door and asks me if I wanted a drink, to which again, I replied no. I told him, listen, you shouldn't be drinking in your car like this. You can get arrested. There are cops all around here, and you're 42. You are old enough to enter a bar now. With that, he gets visibly angry, and his voice gets louder. And he says, SHUT THE FUCK UP! At this point, he grabs me by my hair, and he tries to jam his fucking tongue in my mouth, and I tell him to get the fuck off of me. He stops and looks at me, and he raises his fist to try and punch me. My adrenaline kicked in, and I started punching as hard as I could, and I ran out of the fucking car with tears in my eyes. As I'm running, these four guys come up to me, And they say, I kid you not, 
Why the fuck are you hitting my friend? At that moment, I didn't really process the question, and I kept going. I got into the first cab that pulled up and went the fuck home. When I got home, I started wondering, why were those four guys there in the first place? His friends, what were they planning on doing? I was terrified at this point, but grateful to have been able to make it home safely. And it doesn't end here. Next morning, I get a text from this guy on WhatsApp. He sends me an audio message of a woman who he apparently is speaking to, telling him all of these things she'd be willing to do and how much she likes to party. He says, I wish you were more like her. You're so much sexier. Why did you leave last night? We should hang out again. I'm staring at my phone in disbelief. I know damn well he was not drunk enough to forget. I should have blocked him, but instead, I responded, telling him he was fucking absolutely insane. He responded, (laughs) You're fucking crazy, girl. You're such an immature 21-year-old. I knew it. When we were in my car, you didn't want to take that drink. He said if he ever saw me on Tinder again, I'd regret it. I immediately blocked him and deleted my Tinder shortly after that. That honestly was one of the scariest encounters I ever had in my life. What scared me the most was that his friends were right around the corner. I can honestly say the last few days have been the most fucked up, confusing, and terrifying of my entire life. Apologies in advance for dropping this all here, but I just need to write this down somewhere to try and make sense of everything that's happened. I've spent the past few days with nobody believing me, staring at me like I'm less than nothing. I hope that someone here can see truth in my story. I guess I should just be happy that I'm free to tell this story for the time being. When my parents arrived and posted my bail, I saw salvation in their eyes. My sanity was at least partly restored. But when I frantically tried to explain to them what had happened, I soon saw that salvation turn to doubt. Anyway, the story. I set out on Thursday morning to go and meet up with this girl. Wait a second. Let me start from the beginning. I need to give you proper context. A couple weeks ago, I matched with a pretty hot girl on Tinder. Her name was Sarah. She was 23, just a couple of years younger than me. I was certain I had seen her around a few times. She was the kind of person you've been in the presence of a few times, but never properly connected with, if you know what I mean. We started chatting and things were going great. We swapped stories about the town, big events that happened growing up and laughed about how we'd basically lived the same life, but never actually met each other. She was sweet, she made me laugh, and she was very pretty. I was captivated. This went on for about a week. I'd find myself increasingly excited to see her replies to my messages. When my phone buzzed, I hoped it was her, and it usually was, which felt great. I didn't want to hang around and let this opportunity pass. I asked her if she wanted to meet up sometime soon. 
She eagerly accepted and suggested Thursday, which I was all too happy to agree to. We talked over what we wanted to do, maybe get dinner, see a movie or something, but she worked nights, so it was going to have to be a day date. I think my heart almost stopped completely when she suggested just meeting and hanging out at her apartment. I was prepared to play the long game on this one, but I certainly wasn't complaining that it was shaping up to be more of a sprint to the finish. She gave me her address, and we laughed about how it was in such a rundown part of town. I playfully hounded her over it, which she laughed off, asking in turn how classy my living arrangements were as a single 20-something-year-old working a part-time retail job. She had me there. I don't think I could have brought her here. The place is a dump. Thursday rolled around quickly. I cleaned myself up, put on some of my nicer clothes, and left the house. I felt incredible. I had a spring in my step and a condom in my pocket. If only I could have seen then where this day would go, I might have had the sense to stay home. I rounded the corner to her apartment block and stared up in grim fascination. This place looked terrible. It was like a caricature of urban decay, a relic of a bygone time that the years had not treated well. I laughed to myself in the relief that she lived on the ground floor. I wasn't going to have to venture into the belly of this beast. I made my way over to her door, apartment 12. I stifled myself, took a deep breath, and knocked on the door. No answer. I double-checked the number and knocked again. Nothing. I walked around to the side window, peered through the bars to see if I could see inside, but I could barely make anything out. The room looked nearly empty. I tried the door once more, but still, no answer. I heard a shuffling noise inside and the faint sound of a door closing. This must be her. She's coming to let me in now. Nothing. Curiosity got the better of me, and I tried the door, yelling her name as I did. It's unlocked, and I let myself in, but nobody replies to my calls. The place is horrendous, a wrecked open space punctuated by a couple of pieces of smashed furniture and trash. Something was wrong here. I should have run. Compelled by my curiosity, I continued to venture through the awful place, calling Sarah's name as I went. I checked the first couple of rooms in the hallway and found nothing, but my heart sank as I walked into what I assume was the kitchen area. That's where I saw her. She was laid out on the floor like a rag doll, her bright summer dress standing out in contrast against her dank surroundings. My instincts kicked in, and I ran over to her in an attempt to help. I cradled her lifeless body in a panic as I tried to work out what the fuck was going on. Her neck was bruised like she'd been strangled, but she was still warm, color fading from her face with each passing moment. I had no idea what to do. I started frantically yelling for help, but there were no replies. I took a deep breath, collected myself, and pulled out my phone to call 911. 
The second my hand clutched into my phone, I felt it vibrate in my hand. New tender message from Sarah. I opened it without hesitation. I'm so happy you found me. I felt faint. I felt ill. What in the fuck was going on here? Before I had time to wrap my head around any of the fucked up things about this situation, I heard a sound that chilled me to the core. Her phone vibrated in her purse. I pulled it out, hoping that it might offer me some answers. There it was on the screen. New Tinder message from Rob. I'm so happy I found you. I couldn't suppress the need to vomit any longer. My body gave in, and I collapsed into the floor. When I pulled myself together, I started to scroll through the Tinder conversation on her phone. It was nearly identical to the one on mine. Nearly. Minor details changed. Roles were reversed in the conversation. On her phone, I had asked her to meet me here. Before I even had time to try and figure out what had happened or calculate how monumentally fucked I was, the sirens rolled in. Pretty soon, I was cuffed up in the back of a cruiser. Since then, I've been protesting my innocence so hard that I've not even had time to process what happened. I've not slept a wink, and with each passing hour, my pleas for understanding begin to sound more and more like the ramblings of a madman. I'm being recalled for further questioning tomorrow. I am certain this is where my life ends. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.